Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, we are back with an all-new episode of Orange is the New Black. Maritza is back. Daya is maybe the new prison leader. And Alex is getting into more trouble than ever. We are covering Orange is the New Black Season 7, Episode 2 right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, After Buzzers? We are back for another episode of Orange is the New Black. Thank y'all so much for joining us. How are y'all tonight? Amazing. Did you love the episode or did you love the episode? Loved it. Loved it. So good, as always. Thank y'all so much for joining us. I'm your host, April Wissenhand, joined by my lovely ladies, Francesca. Hello. And Brianna. Hello, hello. Y'all can follow us all at AfterBuzz TV. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the episode because so much happening in this episode tonight. What did y'all think overall? Jam packed. I think right? we hit we hit almost every character. I feel like ever, <laughs> right? For yeah, real. that's still relevant to the show. Yeah, yeah. I was super happy. Well, not happy with the ending, but I was happy to see some faces that I really did miss. Mm-hmm. Same. So I was, I was, I was happy about this episode. Me too. Me too. Um, before we get into it, be sure to stay tuned for our special segment tonight, as well as some great news and gossip and predictions for the rest of the season. Um, first, I want to start with Marissa. I know. She's back. Yes. I missed her. I missed her so much. Just seeing her face. I mean, it's funny because whenever they're doing like the booty shaking competition at the beginning, we're all like, who's, who's it going to be? And then yeah. as soon as they put the camera on her, we're like, it's Marissa. I know. I saw that petite frame. I was like, that's Marissa. Right? <laughs> not, at first, I thought it was the girl in the middle who everybody booed. I was like, who is that? That was so but sad. <laughs> I'm so happy that it was her. Of course, she's getting herself into a little bit of trouble, but mm-hmm. we're going to talk about her later in the episode. Um, McCullough had a huge part of tonight's yes. episode. Um She's a little, one of y'all referred to her as Wednesday Adams whenever yes. we were watching. <laughs> she's a little dark and gloomy nowadays. Yeah. She's always been a little dark and gloomy, but she's, I mean, she's, she's amped it up. She's cigarette burning herself in a bathroom stall. And not putting any paper to- toilet paper yeah, on no, 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 And that's paper disgusting. Paper. <laughs> the only thing we notice all the time. Yeah, it's like in a prison. sitting on the toilet. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good, good point. In a prison. A prison bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked getting her background. Did y'all think it's something that we needed to understand more about her or kind of what do you think about it? I didn't necessarily think it's something that we needed, but it was kind of nice to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause we have, we haven't had a flashback. I don't think in a, it's been a hot minute in a mm-hmm. while. Um, so it does add, you know, a little bit of character and, or dynamic, I guess, to their character, um, it wasn't something major. I feel like we could have already assumed she's kind of been in that position, how mm-hmm. she is with all the guys right now beforehand. But it's nice to see, like, a base, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At first, when I realized that it was going to, we were going to have a spotlight on her, I was like, oh, my God. I do not <laughs> care about McCullough. All right. But I'm glad that they did show it because it tied in, it explained the decisions that she made throughout the episode mm-hmm. and how she handled Helmer and Alex. Yeah. And, 
it kind of makes me anxious to see the type of turn her character takes in the season. Agreed. Because right? we were talking about last uh, episode how we thought Daya has changed so much, which mm-hmm. she definitely has. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Makola as a CO has definitely kind of like yeah spiraled spiraled a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And I normally would never ask if a background is something that we need because I feel like we always all enjoy it. But hers was so. I feel like she's been one of those characters who, like, you care about, but then it's such an oddity at the same Mm -hmm. time. I mean that in a good way, though. It's also interesting to me because to see uh, the actress that plays her in interviews in real life is just total opposite. Mm -hmm. So I thought about that tonight a lot while we were watching the episode because I'm like, she's doing an amazing job. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely was good to see this kind of military background of hers, which... I'm surprised we didn't know anything about before just because of how she is. Like, I think about her being in the yard last season when she, like, freaked out and blew the whistle at everyone. Um, But the dynamic, you know, they're kind of mirroring with what's going on actually in real life with her right now. Mm -hmm. Because when she's in the military, we see her, you know, her lieutenant or her sergeant, I forget what he was exactly, um, her sergeant tell her that she needs to do something to help the guys. When we were watching and she organizes this thing, I'm like, oh, she's about to strip me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was going to be painful if yeah. she was the stripper. Thank God she didn't. <laughs> Thank God. And what did y'all think about this part? I loved it. And I was like, and this is me on a panel of females as a female. I was like, yes. <laughs> and because it's not about like in this point, like, oh, this is wrong because she's a female and female empowerment. It's like, you you know you know what somebody enjoys and this person I I loved the scene. What did y'all think about it? I love the scene. I love the decision that she made to get the dancer. It definitely warmed up the guys. Mm-hmm. It's something I would do in real life, <laughs> just because like I'm comfortable with who I am as a woman, mm-hmm. and so I don't mind admiring another woman if that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so I think it was a really smart tactic on her end. It's just unfortunate the way. You know, you take one step forward, it's like three steps back, and you just can't please everybody all the time. so true. And to see it, like, the joy that came to everybody, and she has this, like, huge party with them all night long, and then just the guy, you know, I said it, I even, I hate saying this word, but I was like, oh my god, he's gonna, he's gonna rape her. I thought so too. And, I mean, technically, he kind of did, obviously, no, like... No consent anywhere. <laughs> Double no consent. I meant, like, no, I'm not going to He just I, assumed I, that yeah. it was okay. Well, and then I, when he started to do it, I was like, I don't even think he's assuming, well, obviously he's assuming it's okay, but I was like, I think he's he's doing this because she's asleep, mm-hmm. and he thinks that she's not going to know. Yeah. Granted, it did take her an awful long time it to did. wake up. Like, he's laying on her before she actually woke up. Um were y'all surprised that this was kind of going to go that way? Or No. I mean, you just, unfortunately, you hear about these stories in the military all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is that a, so is that a reason why people even today think certain things should still stay, stay separate in the military? It's almost, a, it's an, a topic that I haven't thought about much myself, but mm-hmm. seeing it on camera and seeing, like, that this can happen and, how do you ultimately control it? I mean, obviously there are ways, but things are still going to happen. I wonder if that's like a, a real relevant topic in the art or any branch of the military today. You know, I 
found myself questioning and I was saying to myself, dang, why did she tell? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, of course she told. She mm-hmm. he she was violated. Mm-hmm. And then so I'm like wrestling with myself, like Brianna, you know, she should have told. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like the repercussions and the effects of it afterwards. Now it's going to be super awkward. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks that you can't take a stand for yourself mm-hmm. or go to your superior where you're supposed to be able to feel safe without it getting back out and mm-hmm. you look like the enemy. And it's just so crazy to me that that's even something that we, or as women or she as this character obviously had to wrestle with because even like, I'm sure we're all sitting there watching it and being like, Oh, this is going to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But like, he's the one that did it, yet. She's having to, you know, live through these quote unquote consequences of it where now everyone believes him. And I mean, like we always talk about, it's so relevant, of course, to what's happens in real life right now mm-hmm. with the Me Too, Me Too movement. So it's just, it's like one a great way to show, I mean, she's it, she's the one that's going to go through something negative because of this happening. And he's yeah. just going to be fine with his buddies. Yeah. Did and, you realize, like, sorry, did no you realize when he said, did, you're lucky that he understood? Yeah. yeah. I rolled my eyes. <laughs> Which is just insane to me and i mean it's like how do we actually get past past that mm-hmm. as a you know country but i guess that's a topic for another day yeah, <laughs> um and to think of her doing it and even the things that she's doing tonight everything that she was doing was kind of for the right reason it wasn't so you know we know we're in a new search for a warden um which we'll get there of course but it's not because she wants to be warden it's not because she wants to be head guard that she's thinking of telling on um, Hellman, which we, you know, obviously find out that she knows. I thought the way that she revealed that she knew to lose check was hilarious when she said, he's sneaking in three burritos a day and he has a body like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, girl, okay, you know. <laughs> um, but she's trying to do the right thing. She's trying to, you know, people are dying left and right, r- which is the reason why they're even ha- going to get a new warden. Um, but she's the only person, well, so I thought that was going to kind of suffer the consequences of this. Um, Even when she, she, you know, she has a situation with Alex where she sees her um, trying to put the heroin in Hellman's locker. And that's when, you know, she forces Alex to get on the ground and whatever. She writes up this incident report and we see her saying everything with Alex and then has Hellman's name on it that Alex got the drugs from him. Did you think she was actually going to tell? Or did you think she was going to give up on it? Because she gave up on it before. I didn't think... Well, I I didn't think that she would tell. And if she did, she would have, like... The worst would have just happened to her anyways. Mm-hmm. Same thing, like, we saw in the... You know, in her background. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was... I don't know. I feel like she doesn't... Not that she doesn't make smart decisions. Because, like you were saying, like, she did what she needed to do. But I was like, why would you do that when you already know how these guys are? And, you know, she saw it when she walked in. Yeah. And I'm happy that she decided not to, Mm -hmm. even though I don't necessarily like the decision she made after that. Yeah. But I feel like she could do something else smarter. Or she should have just gone straight up higher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the she was going to tell Hopper, and he's, you know, essentially just part of the boys' club. Exactly. I mean, seeing her, like, about to do it, but then walking into that scenario where they're all humping the air, talking about their interviews, mm-hmm. which, like, okay, that's funny, sure, but then as, you know, what are there, three women see, there are three females that we see yeah. often, anyway, um, 
a ton of men, which is just the nature of that job. Um, it's also a huge thing that comes up when they talk about the pay and the pay differences between oh the men and the women. And, and minorities. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kind of also set her off about telling on him because she's been, you know, she's made some mistakes with going a little too far with prisoners and things like that. We can't, you know, ignore it. But that doesn't mean she deserves to make $8,000 less. And then we find out Ward makes uh, a little, like $11,000 like, left. She makes yeah. thirty two. McCullough makes 32000 She said twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine five. Mm-hmm. CO Ward. And then the men make 40000 which is just insane. And she's, they're the ones doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're out there selling drugs. I mean, two of the main ones, Hellman and Hopper, are the ones sneaking in the drugs. And they're head guard. And then the guy who kind of like does the best in the interview and looks like he's going to become head guard after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that ignited her a little bit as well. But I also get why in the situation she didn't do it. Because if you walk into that situation and just see it like, you know it's not going to do anything, and it's going to be the same thing where he's just going to tell everybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which, like, how do you break that cycle? You can't. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's something you can do when you're, yeah. it's a boys club, it's a boys club, and that's just what it is. I think it's about, like, raising, not that, you know, guys weren't raised the right way, but, you know, a new kind of culture of right. how kids are brought up and things like that. But ultimately, it is, I'm not to say it is what it is, but people are going to do what they do, and it's just crazy. Um, she ends up going to Alex and saying, I can either give this, you can, I can tear this up or you get in trouble, whatever, mm-hmm. or you can sell drugs for me now, which was a total curveball, yes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so bad for Alex. Right. Because yeah. she's just trying to get out of this and not get in trouble, not get any more time. And then, you know, she, she well, she thought she was already going to get in trouble but then she has a moment where she's like, oh, good, you're not going to tell me. Oh, mm-hmm. but now I have to still do it. Right. This is the thing with that type of situation, and it kind of comes up multiple times tonight, is that I struggle with, on this show, you know, they these people are doing bad things. Grant, Alex is being forced to it, mm-hmm. forced into it at the moment. But technically, she did agree to it for this other reason and whatever. Um, but it's like... How do you even get out of that situation? It's like, do you deserve to be in trouble because you are actually doing this bad thing? And But, I mean, at the same time, they can't go to any of the higher-ups. Mm-hmm. And then at this point, she can't even go to Piper because Piper is just living in her babysitting world. Mm-hmm. And obviously having her own struggles with what are people going to think. It is good to be able to see that aspect of everything um, and kind of in the outside world. But... It just pales in comparison to anything that everyone else is going through. And even at the beginning when she uh, is speaking to Hellman and basically is like, I can't do this. All these extra searches because of daddy dying. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I supposed to do? And he essentially is like, I don't care. Sell it or I'm going to do something very nasty to you. So nasty. He is is so like, oh my goodness. Like, he gives me the chills. Right. Just the way he approached her, first of all, in the very first scene. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he's all in her ear and she's like, oh my god, my ear is moist now. (laughs) Just all in this space. He just has no respect. Yeah. And he dresses like a douchebag, so I can't imagine what he's like outside the prison. Right? I kind of miss seeing the, like, seeing how they are outside, but I feel like they're all pretty darn close to, like, what we see of them as 
as COs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they still live in that little house. Those little <laughs> cottages? <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, Alex is totally in turmoil, but I guess ends up agreeing. To I mean, she kind of has to. Yeah, there's no real choice. It, right, it was like either you get five years or... Where it was like, no, I tell and you get five years or, or I don't tell or I just tell Hellman and then yeah. he's going to be... Make your life hell. Make your life yeah. hell. Yeah. Right. Hellman. Hell. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, what do you think she can possibly do to get out of this situation with Hellman? Get out of jail. <laughs> Leave. Finish up her time. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think either trying to set up the way, um, set McCullough up the way she's been trying to set up Hellman. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. I really don't see a way of getting out of this. Well, I don't, the thing is, and McCullough essentially says you have to. Like, and that's what I was trying to think. I'm like, what can she possibly do? I mean, what's going to end up happening? She's going to end up selling for both. Or she can find someone to manipulate into saying, look, this person's a better seller. They're going to get it off your hands faster than me. I'm not that she great at it. it. And then she can just pass it off to somebody else. So, Or if Badison comes back, she'll be in charge of it again. But, like, I'm kind of hoping she doesn't come back for a while. Oh, she's going to come back. So, I mean, <laughs> she'll come back, but, like, maybe not. It's episode 12 or something like that. <laughs> you know, right at the end. I don't know. Um, okay, before we move on, Francesca has something for us. Yes, I just wanted to um, thank you guys for listening and tuning in and making us the ESPN of TV talk. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, make sure to hit subscribe and press thumbs up that you like it. If you're listening on iTunes, give us five stars and always leave us comments. We are going to be reading all the comments. We're going to be um, answering back. We want to see what you guys are thinking about each episode and um yeah thanks thank you thank y'all so much for watching (laughs) definitely love seeing what y'all are reading i'm so sorry i'm looking through my notes right now because so much happened um i want to talk about our favorite girl suzanne oh well i'm like i shouldn't say our because i don't know but she's a, a fan favorite of everybody um her yuzo adua i i don't know how she does what she does in so the sense good. that like she last episode she didn't have very many scenes she had a little more tonight um but she can have these moments that you know maybe she has a minute on screen but i'm like oh my gosh you're speaking to my heart mm-hmm. um she's going through this situation right now where she's finally realizing uh she knows in her mind that tasty did not actually shoot or kill anyone mm-hmm. um and that the courts made a mistake, mm-hmm. which um, she's struggling with that decision um, or with knowing that anyway. Um, and then she starts to wonder, does she deserve to be in there? You know, we know she was sentenced to 15 years um, for kidnapping and everything else that happened to the kid that she was trying to play with. Um, and it really begs the question, does she deserve to be in there? Um, I find it, I loved the moment with her mom where she's there talking about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought her mom was going to say that she did think she deserved to be in there. What did y'all think about that moment? I think her mom handled it very well because she remembers that Suzanne has a childlike mind Mm -hmm. and she answered it exactly like how you would tell a child. Like she wasn't direct. She beat around the bush in a little 
a little bit, but because Suzanne was like, I need a yes or no. Do you think I deserve to be in here? And Mm -hmm. her mom said, no, you don't. And she's totally right. Suzanne deserves a type of situation where she can get the mental help that she Mm -hmm. needs. Mm -hmm. And people think just because she's in the prison and yeah, they have psych evaluations or whatever, that pales in into comparison Mm -hmm. to a professional sitting down and not looking at you as an inmate. Mm -hmm. And it just strikes a question. Well, not really a question, but it just strikes more of a light bulb Mm -hmm. as a watcher and just says, wow, like a lot of these women don't deserve to be in jail. And then you remember this is real life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that um, the show, of course, again, does well because they they show the part where it's like, okay, this person did wrong, mm-hmm. so there are consequences for doing something wrong, but how much of that is, you know, you deserve to be in here 15 years? How much of that goes to like, okay, we just couldn't like necessarily deal with you? Meaning kind of in the Suzanne aspect a mm-hmm. little more. Um, granted, the charges against her were... Huge. I don't remember if the boy died or not. I, I feel think, like he didn't. I don't think he did. I couldn't remember either, but the mom said that she really hurt him. So. Right. He, mm. fe- he. I know he fell, but um, the kid, I mean, kidnapping, that's a pretty huge yeah. charge. So there's the part that's like, how much was taking, taken into account for just the charge, and then how much was like, okay, she's, you know... I don't want to say mentally unstable. I think her mom said something about, uh, like, she needed to be in a cognitive, some sort Mm -hmm. of facility. Um, But it's like, why wasn't that put into play? Or what happens with, you know, these people... Suzanne is lucky enough to come from a family that maybe can do, you know, appeals or reevaluations or however, whenever you're up for parole and things like that. Um, But I'm surprised that at this point, someone hasn't kind of approached that in this situation of saying, you know, maybe she should be transferred to a different type of facility. And I always struggle with, like I said earlier, they did something wrong. That does have consequences. And I actually like that her mom said that to her tonight Mm -hmm. when she said, because as she's telling her, I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. You know, I was just trying to help him when I put my hand toward him. I didn't know he would fall. Um, It's still, you know, I like that her mom kind of explained Accidents sometimes have legal consequences Mm -hmm. if, you know, it's a certain sort of situation. Um, But then to kind of hear or see Suzanne go through the heartbreak of hearing her mom be like, but no, Mm -hmm. you don't deserve to be in here still. Because like Suzanne says, she's sorry. She wishes it didn't happen. She apologized. She knows now that it was wrong. So that's another situation where it's like, how do we fix that? I think to piggyback off of what you said about her parents being in a good situation, at the end of the day, Suzanne is still a black woman, Mm -hmm. and I think that puts a lot of the pressure on it. So it just goes to show no matter what type of family you come from, at the end of the day, sometimes your appearance is just going to rule what they think is deserving. Definitely. Um, I'm just really worried about the toll this realization is going to have on Suzanne because you can see just with the situation with the dessert and taking mm-hmm. people's pudding mm-hmm. and the the officer said, well, I'm going to give you a shot. And she's just like, fine. Right. So now you see, wow, Suzanne's she doesn't care. She's raising her voice. She's getting crazy. What else is going to happen to her? Right. Yeah. And, it's, and uh, because she does have that childlike mind, that's that's so hard and difficult. But I do I do agree with 
your feelings about because she is of color because when they were taught when she was talking with um what's her name pentateki about mm-hmm. tasty you know tasty's also a black woman mm-hmm. and it was just like i was wondering if she was gonna make say a comment on that which yeah. she didn't but like yeah it just kind of does show that things do happen to other people certain people sometimes yeah she's made the connection before many seasons ago i think between something happening to i don't remember who it was but she was like oh is it because her skin's like mine or mm. something like that um and to even see suzanne being able to make those connections just shows that op- there's something very very wrong with the situation yeah but you're definitely so right and thinking of the moments in the show where Suzanne has kind of become manic and it's like nothing you can do to control her even at times she has become you know I don't want to say dangerous but she has become aggressive in the past and you know we see Mm -hmm. her like totally beat someone's face in at some point um but that's where it's like how do you are you going to be able to control this because according to what they're telling us technically she's well as far as we know she's not taking certain medications that she was taking before Mm -hmm. um i don't know if that's just like funding reasons or trying to make her not take them um but that it's like a prison isn't meant to be a mental health exactly facility i understand that she committed a crime so maybe she needed to be in there for a little bit Mm -hmm. but then she realized what she did let's figure that out yeah hers is definitely one of the stories that i hope we're able to figure out. Right. But I don't know how lucky we're going to get with that. Um, another huge part of the episode is Daya. And honestly, it's hard to even talk about her because it makes me so sad mm-hmm. to see everything. When they first, um, it was part of McCullough's story, but when I see saw the army uniforms, I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be Bennett? <laughs> I know he's not coming back, y'all. <laughs> but I was like, this could be the thing to kind of pull her out because she has this baby and, you know, well, he doesn't have a baby, but they have a baby together, so maybe it'll be him. No. Um, she is clearly feeling remorse, and she's. it seems like she's trying to get off the drugs because she's going through withdrawals. We see her. Yeah, she looks sick. Right. We see her throwing up. She's doing, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, and is kind of looking out on this memorial that all the other D-Block girls are doing for Daddy. We talked about this in the last episode, but I kind of teetered back and forth on did she do this on purpose slash did she, was it an accident? And tonight we find out that it was a little both. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel like she would have purposely done that. I think I stated that last episode because she really was in love with mm-hmm. daddy, but she didn't realize like how far she was taking it. Like even if, even if it didn't kill her, mm-hmm. like she was already taking it too far yeah like what's what's the what's your point in doing that to someone that you love like to show a point like that do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so she had already taken it too far so i think that's why she feels i think part of her feeling sick is also her guilt guilt. yeah Yeah. that's a good point for sure what do you think she meant to do to her because she didn't mean to kill her Mm -hmm. she says that and you when she's talking to maria you can or to me you can clearly tell she's being honest in that moment Mm -hmm. but she definitely meant to do her some sort of harm so what's what do you did she just mean to like make her overdose or just kind of like i think she just wanted to make her sick yeah because she said i I just want to teach her a lesson Mm -hmm. and so i guess the best lesson for her is don't cheat on me or i'm gonna poison you you're gonna be throwing up or you're (laughs) gonna have the poops for a while right you know (laughs) I, th- I think that 
that speaks to her just being so heavily drugged up all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there, I don't feel like she would, even though she's making some bad decisions, I don't feel like she would make that choice if she was, like, 100% coherent. I agree. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she did totally, like, you know, kill a man two seasons ago. But Facts. also... Also, not completely... I mean, she did straight up shoot him, but she didn't mean to kill him. I, it just... I say that because I still find myself defending her because you see that she... At least tonight, we see that she still wrestles with these things. She's mm-hmm. kind of like a product of her environment right yeah, now. Definitely. It's, it's, and that's what the Alayda scenes tonight make me cringe. <laughs> she's nuts. I mean, I just can't help it because seeing her speak to her daughter, her other daughter, in that way where... I mean, she's making her do something good. She's making her get off her phone and wash dishes. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's like, oh, honey, that's how you should speak to somebody. Like, I know it's your kid. You do whatever you want. But, like, yeah. let's try to change. Yeah. and Change the, how we're doing things. And the fact that she speaks to Hopper like that also in front of her children. I mean, yeah. for him, it's just, like, kind of emasculating. But, like, in mm-hmm. front of her children, too, it's just showing her daughter that... You don't need to... There's no respect, really. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is a domino effect. Mm -hmm. So... And it just shows the way her daughter reacted, which was basically no reaction. She's Mm -hmm. used to her mom talking to her like that. Mm -hmm. So you can only imagine when she has kids, how do you think she's going to communicate with them? It's just... It's just a cycle. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, She... We have Daya being... I don't, I don't want to say manipulated, but Ariola, mm-hmm. who is our... She's a gangster. I don't know yeah. what... I forget exactly what her ethnicity is. She, well, she's, uh, she's from, from Lagos. Yeah. So I, from, she, she says oh that she tells people that she's from Lagos, but she's okay. really from some other some other area. Somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. Um, she essentially... This is a girl who we met last season, or maybe mm-hmm. the season before, and, you know, she wore the... Uh, I think she had a head wrap for a little while um, because of her religion, right? Same oh, character. no, that was a different character. <laughs> different mm-hmm. character. Yeah, oh, my gosh, y'all forgive different. me, please. <laughs> um, but she comes off as this very, uh, you know, totally sweet woman. Um, she's the lady selling hooch. And she approaches Daya about, you know, she's like, you did this to daddy. They think you did this. Mm-hmm. So, like, live it up and take that lead prison role. I don't know what you would call it. The HBIC role. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you need to take it. And Daya seems like she doesn't want to, but she also seems like she doesn't think that she can really say no. Mm-hmm. So she is wrestling with this. And then Adiola is just talking to her all throughout the episode about, you know, let's do this. I got your back. You know, we can tag team this, you know, because you need a partner. No one can do this without a partner. Mm-hmm. And then some girl like sasses off to Daya and then Adiola pushes her off the balcony and she lands flat back on the table. Daya. Oh, I thought Adiola pushed no, her. No, Adiola pushed her. Oh, she did. Yeah, I did not. Was it visible? Yeah, I think so because Daya was here. I don't know that you see mm-hmm. her, but like Daya was right here. Yeah, and you see her get pushed from down here. Because I remember when the girl walked by, Adiola ran back and she was like, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second? And then you just see her just flop over. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Totally At first, I thought that. like. I thought Daya did it. And I, was I like, thought she was dead. Yeah. I was dying. But this is the thing, though. Like, it just shows you never know who's watching. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know Adiola knew that Daya was the one moving, mm-hmm. that she was the one reason why Daddy died and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it's almost like Adiola 
flipping that girl over the balcony. In a way, it was a way to show Daya, I got your back, but also this is what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want me on your side. That's true. And Daya recognizes that, and that's why she went back into her cell, and she was kind of like, oh my god, what did I right. get myself into? And not even, you want me on your side, but you don't want me as your enemy. Exactly. Right? Right. Made and, that very clear. And I feel like if she says no, then that's automatically in prison, you're an enemy, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but amazing point about saying you never know who's watching, because that's you know, none of us knew that McCullough knew that it was Hellman with, mm-hmm. you know, sneaking it in, in the burritos. And it's I, like, how did, how did people know that it was her with what she gave to Daddy? Like, oh, the two girls saw. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Okay, they saw. But, I, yeah, I think a lot of people get caught up in their, like, environment and what's going on with them. And mm-hmm. they're just totally not aware of how obvious they're making it to other people. Yeah. And especially when you're in a closed environment like that. Yeah. Like, and it's clear that Daya is on or has been on some hella drugs at this point. Mm-hmm. She's not even trying to hide it a little bit, I feel like. Um, before we get into our special segments, kind of the last part of the episode and a huge part of the episode, well, two huge parts. New Warden is named. Yes. CO Ward yes. is now the Warden. Yeah. Warden Ward. Warden Ward. I'm Ward so happy. Warden. I'm happy too. Was not expecting it <laughs> whatsoever. Me either. Honestly, because I was like, and this is where I feel like we as females are legitimate and fair. Not everybody, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she presented herself the best. Hellman did pr- as well, but like we know he's selling drugs, so let's take him out of that. She presented herself well, and this is for the head guard position, not even Morton. Um, she, you know, made this great speech. Brianna, while we were watching, was like, "I bet yes. Linda is gonna steal." I was this. like, "Linda's gonna steal that speech, and she's gonna go public, and she's not even gonna give her the job. She's gonna give the job to Hellman." Like. I read that so wrong. <laughs> I mean, she still could. Who knows? Like, yeah. Crazy Linda. Also, Fig was, I thought her reaction was so funny when she got fired. Like, just clear shock. Yeah. It, it was amazing. Um, but she gets chosen Sassy. as the warden, and there's the part of me where I was like, she's not the most qualified. I'm like, <laughs> sure, she's a woman. That's great. She's a uh, Linda, we know, probably hired her because she's a woman and she's a woman of color mm-hmm. and that's what's important to Linda. But I was like, I bet there are other people who are probably more qualified than she is. She even looks... Well, obviously, she's shocked. She wasn't even thinking about going up for that right. position. Um, but I'm happy because she's the only one who is taking initiative. We see her taking Caputo's class Mm -hmm. and Caputo kind of gives her the, the chops of being like, yeah, you should go for this. Absolutely. Um, I love Caputo. I I know me too. It's weird because I used to hate him because he's such a perv, but like. We can forgive that. Yeah, it's okay now. Now that you see the real pervs in the in the place, now it's like, oh, Caputo was like a puppy. Yeah, Yeah. he was just doing it to himself, not to other people. Yeah. Um, But I'm so I'm very happy that it was her. I'm very excited to see how everybody else handles it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if excited's the word, but we'll see. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Because. I feel like Linda sees her as, like, a really good person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she looks at that as a weakness, as someone she might be able to run and control. Yeah. Probably. That's for sure. Because Linda's sneaky. Yeah, that's it. Honestly, when if I really think about the scene where she's being interviewed, mm-hmm. the second, like, she, you know, after she spoke very well, you just see her eyes, Linda's eyes light up. And she's just like, like, cha-ching. Yeah, like, this she is, saw an opportunity. Yeah, she saw opportunity. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, she's the best. I mean, she was great, but, like, ooh, what can I do with this? Mm-hmm. And, right. I mean, even mm-hmm. with the other C- CO, um, I forgot his name, of course, um, 
the black guy. Oh my god. She was like, oh, we could use like oh, she hottie with already, a body is what I call it. Hottie yeah. with a body. <laughs> she already was just like looking at him just for his color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, I feel like she could manipulate Ward and I hope Definitely. I hope it doesn't go that way. There's the part of me that's like, you know, is good for her for being like, we need diversity. But she's obviously not doing it for the right <laughs> reason. She's not saying we need diversity for the sake of, like, diversity. She's mm-hmm. doing it to be like, oh, this looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that she does it, you know, seeing her eyes light up as well, for the control 100%, but also because she knows that what they essentially need is a face. Mm-hmm. And the warden in the past has not been able to do very much. So she gets it. Yeah. Um, the other great face, obviously, Maritza. Yes. I, oh, my yes. heart breaks for her. I'm so And sad. I so had, was waiting all episode to ask y'all this because we see her in the club. She meets this hot NBA dude. Um, she is not supposed to be in the club. She is not supposed to be drinking. Mm-hmm. She acknowledges that and says, like, whatever, you know, I gotta have, live my life, basically. Um, guy asks her to go to LA. She says no. She goes back to the club with her friends and ice mm. randomly comes in. I was not expecting that. I was not either. I was expecting time. if any I wasn't expecting that at all, but like if anything I was like, "Oh, policeman, she's, you know, violating her parole. Mm-hmm. She'll spend a night in jail." Yeah. Whatever. But it's worse now. It's much worse. Um, how do you, for me, I there's still the part of me that's like, "You were doing something wrong." But now she gets this crazy you know, potentially years, who knows how long she could be yeah. in a detention center. Well, it's not even fair because she just didn't have her ID on her. Mm-hmm. And so they just, but they still put her in the prison with people that they're deporting. Like, that yeah. just disgusts me on another level. Right. And I wonder how she could even, is it as simple as, well, no, I mean, she's an American citizen. Um, but once they actually find out who she is, what happens then? Do I don't they... think they're going to care enough to even ask her, yeah. who are you? Do you have an ID? Yeah. Honestly. Because the fact that you arrested her and grouped her with all of these people, for other people that you also randomly arrested, and mm-hmm. you just put them all into one class, mm-hmm. I, my expectations for them actually really investigating it are very low. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a, good, a really good point. We see Blanca. She's still I there. Yeah. I was wondering how that they were going to really play Blanca's storyline into this. So mm-hmm. I'm so happy they brought Maritza back. Yeah. Because that brought us Break there. her down. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I, I didn't want to do that to her, but I, I appreciate them bringing her, like, because, you know, be, uh, Blanca's just by herself, so mm-hmm. the, there couldn't be too much on her that's not involved yeah. around the prison, but now that we have another character, we can kind of see their, their stories now. Exactly. Um, well, that's about it for our episode. Let's get into our special segment. Yes, I have a fun game for you guys. So we're going to take a quick change, and we're going to play this game called Who Said It? Love it. And now I picked a couple random quotes in the episode, and so you guys had to guess, like, who said it? Love it. Okay. Where's your buzzer? Right? Yeah. (laughs) So the first one is, thank you so much. Always believe in yourself and never forget about your dreams. It was... The CEO, right? No. No. Oh, shoot. Oh. Come on. <laughs> you know this. Who uh, out? No. Linda? No. Oh, oh Maritza. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when, she, when she's talking to her. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. The next one should be easier. Um, I started babysitting and it makes me think I don't want children. Oh, Piper? Piper. Okay. Good. All right. 
<laughs> the next one is <laughs> Are you sexy? Are you sexy? <laughs> Alita. <You're>, yeah. <laughs> That was cringe. just hilarious. She was like <laughs> pumping him up. That's that was her prep talk. Like to, that is to call for the warning. Like, so funny. Okay, the next one is arms folded or unfolded? Unfolded, right? Oh, Linda. Linda. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to look like a newscaster, or do I? I think I do. Okay, the next one is don't say her name three times in a bathroom. She's all so Caputo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About Natalie. Okay, and the last one. This is going to be so easy. Guess you got to pay titty tax. Oh, oh titty tax. Oh, is that Hellman? Hellman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of my favorite lines of the entire episode. episode. And, then, and then the guy, other CEO was like, titty tax. Titty tax. <laughs> like, he's so unnecessary. <laughs> I love it. Um, we also have a little bit of news and gossip for y'all. After um, our lovely lady, Dasha Planko, um, was a part of the amazing show, When They See Us, and we just wanted to give a little shout-out to her because it was nominated, as you can see from her Instagram, for 16 Emmys. She had many an interview about uh, being involved in that production. Um, if you haven't seen it on Netflix, you definitely have to. It's so amazing. Um, it's a good, it's just a great piece. That Very rep- powerful. Absolutely. Sorry. Um, and <laughs> And also, just she's she kind of equates it to Orange Is the New Black and the things that she goes through filming that and with mm-hmm. that as well. So, congrats to Dasha. Yay. We love you so much. Um, before we wrap, let's do some quick predictions. Mm-hmm. Your After Buzz TV predictions. I um, the main one I thought of it earlier was I think um, the McCullough Alex thing is going to go very bad mm-hmm. and I actually think where Hellman maybe would have gotten in trouble I think McCullough is going to end up getting in trouble she and it's all going to come back on her just like it did with when she was in the army yeah mm-hmm. I agree what's your prediction I thought that too that's your prediction oh that's your prediction well my <laughs> prediction <laughs> my prediction is uh, Maritza and Blanca are going to have some serious scheming going on I hope and so. all of them are going to fail because this is ice and they do not play games so I'm just excited to see what funny schemes they have yes love it also yeah. in a Harper's Bazaar article that I read they specifically said that we are not going to give any happy endings Ooh. so let's go ahead and have that in our mind so we won't Dang. be so disappointed let's I know. end on a sour note right? wow. on a great note uh, well thank y'all so much for joining us we will definitely be seeing y'all for episode 2 you can find us all at After Buzz TV in the meantime you can find me everywhere at April Wilson Hand and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at XOXOCESCA I am Brianna Cheyenne I am B underscore Cheyenne C-H-I-A-N-N-E see y'all for next episode our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.